is streak time. The greatest streak in the history of entertainment. It was hard to watch the whole thing from beginning to end. I've never even gone back and watched it a second time. To see what those two guys put each other through at WrestleMania, that is one thing I will never forget. had a camera backstage same thing everybody was just kind of in awe they couldn't believe that it happened that was the probably most shocking moment i didn't think it ever happened it was so special to me i couldn't believe it Beast is licking his chops, stalking his prey. It's a rough ride to Suplex City. I think we're about to see a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. F5, Lesnar to win the championship. The second Undertaker appeared at Battleground, it became very clear very quickly he was going to get even. As far as the low blow, I think that's the level the Undertaker is going to take it. I don't know if the Undertaker's coming from the dark side, if it's an attitude change. It is the same Undertaker's always been, it's just what do you have to do? that this is not the same Undertaker that went into the WrestleMania match. Brock Lesnar right now is highly motivated. Undertaker cost him a shot at the championship. I think anybody who says Undertaker doesn't stand a chance, they're confused. The question is, what's he going to do? situation for the Undertaker. They're not in this for anything other than personal domination over the other one.
Band Western Podcast. My name is Robert Fuller, and returning to the podcast is the host of the Am I On The Air but podcast, Don Owens. Don, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. What up? Yeah. And, and today we are talking about the match between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker, which was the main event of SummerSlam 2015. Certainly has a kind of an airplug to the end of the three happened a year before. Um, so, Don... I think it's safe to say, well, we understand Undertaker uh, wanted to get revenge. We, I think if they say the logic behind it didn't make much sense. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was just, it's all strictly was about, the timeline was weird. It was like, why did he wait so long to want to get revenge? <laughs> but, uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, it made sense. This is the guy that broke his streak, and he wanted to get some redemption. So they build this as the main event that was too big for WrestleMania, so we have to do it at SummerSlam. Yeah, and, that didn't make me laugh when my coach said that. I'm like, isn't WrestleMania the biggest show to give you? But I guess not. Um, so, we kind of started WrestleMania first with Brock actually beat Undertaker. Um, I can't remember, were you actually there live, or were you watching it on TV? I was there. I was there for that one. So, yeah, so, I mean, so, that's definitely a highlight going back and thinking about you know, events that I've seen live, you know, I always try to hold key, you know, major things that happen. And I don't know how much bigger it can get than Undertaker's streak actually getting beaten. You know, I mean, that was something that I honestly, truly been a wrestling fan for a long, long time. And I thought that he would retire with that streak intact. I never saw it coming just like the other 99% in that crowd when Brock got the pin and um, it was shocking. It was the air was lifted out of that arena. It was nuts, man. And uh, I mean, I expected them to go at it again. Um, like I said, I did. I started to lose faith on the fact of them rematching because how long of a difference. I mean, it was like 18 months or 17 yeah. months, something like that in between matches. And, um, you know, that, that was a long time to have that gap, but yeah, being there live, it was incredible. Uh, these two have excellent chemistry together. Um, one of my favorite, I think my favorite all time hell in a cell match is the one between the biker dead man, you know, versus Brock from back in the day. That is one of my, that is probably, I have to go back and look at them all in, in the lineup, but off the top of my head, that's probably my favorite, um, Hell in a Cell match. These guys just really clicked together, and the WrestleMania match was cool, and the SummerSlam match was really great. Yeah, it was good. Um, so, we're going to turn the story behind it. Obviously, uh, Brock beat Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. 15 months later, um, during that well, during that time, Brock goes into beat to become the World Heavyweight Champion. He loses it to Seth Rollins when he catches him in the bank briefcase in 31. Um, the day after, he tried to get a rematch, but that goes Depart. So Brock gets suspended for a while, but he does eventually get the match at Battleground. Lesnar's about to win it when Undertaker decides this will be the time to get his revenge, turn up, and just make sure Brock doesn't win the title. And the thing that gets me is that day after, Undertaker's like going, Oh, you're saying that I'm okay with you beating me, but I don't like the fact you bragged about it. And I think, which to be fair, it's true, because pretty much for the first four months, Paul Heyman would not shut the fuck up about Brock beating the streak. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think himself, if I did something like that, I wouldn't shut the fuck up about it either. <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't as well. Nah, man, that was the bragging right, right? Yeah. What was it? Eat, sleep, break the streak, repeat. Yeah, pretty <laughs> like, much, yeah. You know? 
I mean, come on. That was something that, you know, a lot of people tried to do and no one could accomplish. So, brag on. Yeah. Um, so, it was still a bit of a weird thing. Um, so, they still get to brawl a few times during war and all that stuff. But basically, the match does get to um, take place. Um, so, do you find it weird that he took so long, or was it? Because think about it. One Taker did wrestle WrestleMania 31, so I thought you could have revenge then. You could have. Cause I think one thing he could have done, he could have. He was going to do this. He could have interfered in the main event of WrestleMania, and that could have gave Seth the opportunity to cash in. But it, I don't know. I just find the weirdest timeline. was like, yeah, I'm okay with waiting for 15 months and having a match in between. But not. But I'm okay now. Do revenge. Bit of a weird thing to do. So, um, when we get to the match itself, we get Magic Tolkien and Shane, these two big little um, WrestleMania, which is a bit weird. Um, when we get to the match itself, pretty much um, Undertaker uh, does his usual entrance, and Lesnar does it uh, fucking around. Pretty much attacks him as soon as he gets to the wing. Um, all that stuff. Were you quite surprised that Brock kind of was like straight in there, going Undertaker straight away? Yeah, sorry, it started cutting in and out all crazy. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, um, So okay, I was just saying cool. that um, by the beginning of the match, on the take, uh, like Brock Lesnar attacks on the take straight away. We tried to surprise at how fast it started. Uh, yeah, the beginning of the match at SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Undertaker couldn't even finish his entrance, and Brock just jumps him right from the get-go. So um, I think that's what this needed. I mean, you know, like, he had the bragging rights. Taker's been messing with him for the la- you know for the last month. But don't say it again. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, you just cut out uh, for a bit then. Um, so you're talking about the beginning of the match. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying that basically, like, I, I expected it to just turn into a brawl and just come out the gates hot like that. I mean, there's so much animosity between these two, and it's just, you know, these guys have so much history. It was just, that's those are the ones that you don't wait for the bell to ring. You just get going. Yeah, that's true. Um, after the try to... Um do the unfinishing moves um, we get the box start to whip out the um, is away of suplexes so we get an old head bent his belly which looked awesome and then he followed that with a German suplex um, Brock does get buds open at some point um, but you know he does go on to like uh, reverse chokes have hit three more German suplexes uh, was four. this was this the birth of the Suplex City? This was it, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was um, it was the WrestleMania 31 match where he kind of he kind of said Suplex City bitch just randomly during the match, and then don't yeah. know because like ooh cash cow and yeah. Not, <laughs> well, I remember because he he said he said Suplex City bitch so many times in this match to take her. So I yeah. was like, is this the one where it started? I couldn't remember. No, yeah, pretty much he said it, and then the commentators said it, and it's like yeah, we get it kind of thing um, but to be fair it doesn't hit as many uh, suplexes as it does like in previous matches um, 
but he he starts to bleed a bit more prominently during this match as well. And um, one thing I'm finding interesting in wrestling recently is a lot of people are bleeding. Um, do you think and do you think that's worrying, especially when now in the PG era? Uh, with, with what aspect? Um, because a lot of wrestlers, especially over the last year or so, have been like busted open, like legitimately, because yeah. to be trained a bit more of a stiff style, which um. I find that very surprising that that's still going on and down to trying to do a PG era wrestling. Uh, I think it depends on the wrestler that you're talking about, and then it depends on the match and the intensity level of it. I think, you know, for the most part, your matches are going to be very PG. I don't think we're going to have to worry about too much of this stuff. But then when you get something like a Brock Undertaker, or you get, you know, uh, you know somebody. In the- So you cut out again? And they just kind of floodgates. Yeah. So um, you can do that. Um, so when those old boss breeds a bit more prominently, um, but there's a bit where um, take uh, Brock puts F size on the taker through the announce table, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and Undertaker just rolls in to beat the count. Um, and it's a good moment where like uh, Brock just goes on the taker, going to kill him. And Undertaker responds, "If you're going to have to," and I thought that yeah. moment, I thought, <laughs> I thought, okay, what's probably going to win this here? Um, yeah. So pretty much, um, Taker hits a choke slam and then the tombstone, um, and Brock kicks out. And um, there's a great moment where both guys, both guys are down. Brock sits up laughing, and Undertaker <laughs> sits up screams, and they start exchanging punches. Um, Let's let's not overblow this moment because yeah. this is one of the biggest memes and gifs on the internet. It, you know, like that is such a big moment that's all over Twitter till still to this day. Is yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great moment, and it got it got the, the fans really involved as well. Um, so as we um, head towards the end. Brock does hit a second F5, and then, um, but Undertaker, you know, hits another one, but Undertaker kicks out both times. Um, Taker puts Brock in the house gate, and, but he gets out of it, and puts Taker in the Kimura, and then suddenly you hear the bell ring, and everyone's like, going, oh, has he tapped out? Is it over? Because, I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever seen Undertaker tap out ever, so that was a surprise to begin with. And yeah. Then the referee's like going, I didn't call for the bell, what the fuck are you doing? Um, <laughs> so while he's sorting that out, Undertaker decided uh, uh, to cheat by hitting Brock with a low bow, um, puts on the Hell's Gate, and Brock, after giving Undertaker the finger, passes out, <laughs> and Undertaker wins. Um, so it's. Technically. Uh, yeah, <laughs> technically. Because I think. I think the replay do show the Undertaker did tap, but the referee didn't see it because he was the other side. And to me, it was like it, the ending ruined the match for me because you wanted, to me, I wanted Undertaker to beat Brock clean. I get that they're going through this time where Brock is this monster who beats people and just like destroys everyone and all that stuff. But I thought if Undertaker wanted this, it had to be a clean win. Uh, you know, I think 
they didn't want they were pushing Brock so hard that I don't think they could have went with a clean win. They're so protective of these top guys that they feel like one clean win it shows that they're weak. And yeah. I don't think they wanted to do that to Brock. So they played the angle where Brock technically kind of won the match. You know, he made Taker tap out. Like you said, you never really seen Taker tap before. Um, at least not as the dead man Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but then, oh, the timekeeper rang the bell. And why is he doing that? The timekeeper doesn't make the decision. The referee does. And this is really weird. And then, and then still having it be strong enough to where even in the Hell's Gate, you know, Brock flips him off. And then passes out, you know, which the pass out submission is always the cheap way out because it's like, oh, they were so tough. They didn't really tap. They just passed out. Yeah. You know, and um, so, I mean, Taker got the technical win, but then Brock still looks pretty strong. And then Paul Heyman still gets to be the mouthpiece to be like, well, we basically won the match. So it doesn't matter what your record book shows. So it kind of worked for everybody. So even though it was kind of a cheap way out, it worked. Um, yeah. Like I said, these guys have great chemistry. This was an awesome match. It's not super long, but you know they're going through tables. They're beating the crap out of each other. Brock gets busted open. He's dripping blood. You know you had a lot of really strong moments in this. Tombstones, kickouts, F fives, kickouts. Everybody's submission moves. Hell's gates, Kimuras. I mean, this was a great, great match. I mean, Brock is very hit and miss sometimes in these last since his return over the last couple of years, depending on who he's in the ring with yeah. and. Like I said, Taker, he's got such great chemistry with, and I just super enjoy, you know, every time these two get together. Yeah, that's true. Um, did you do you think they should have ended it there, or do you think they should have gone on to have this Hell in a Cell match a few months later? They should have had a Hell. In, they should have had the Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It just. I think because at that point you know how they are, man. Yeah. It's like okay, Brock's got one, Taker's got one. We got to have that break, you know, that break point. Yeah. Um, and th- this was a big deal too to have Taker at SummerSlam because this was at a point where we had only seen Taker at WrestleMania for so many years. So yeah. it was kind of cool to have him at a, back at a SummerSlam or at a non <laughs> WrestleMania pay per view. That's true. I mean, this, this was um, one of Taker's first SummerSlam match since 2008. It was his first pay-per-view match outside WrestleMania since 2010. Um, Undertaker did go on, and by pure luck, I was lucky enough to actually see him in the UK in November that year. Nice. Um, he, it was the, he was when he, he was, I can't remember, he was doing against the White family with Kane, but they did this, um, he was doing a SmackDown table and did this bit where Wade Barrett came out and like slagging people off, and then Undertaker just comes down, chokeslams him, and goes off again. So it was, it was a north. It's like, yeah, I've got the tea on the take That's great. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's it. So um, let's talk about this year's SummerSlam. Um, Brock Lesnar is now the Universal Champion. Um, yeah. I do this whole part time thing. Um, he's facing Roman Reigns tomorrow, joining Braun Strowman in a fight four way match. Um, is there any? Is it that match looking forward to? Is there any others in this SummerSlam card that you can look forward to? Um. This is probably my most anticipated match. I mean, I'm looking forward to this. They, they've they hyped it up really well. You got four of the strongest guys on Raw getting ready to tear it down. And I'm um, curious to see what they do. Because, I mean, I think it's time to give someone else the universal title. But then they put in that stipulation where Brock loses. He's gone. 
which I guess they could do just to buy them time off TV, yeah. and that's maybe why they're doing that. But I just hate when they do those fake stipulations like that because then it's like, obviously, he's going to come back at some point. Yeah. And then it's like, how, why do you explain, like, oh, I told you I was leaving, but now I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, but um, but it's one of those matches to where, honestly, I could see Roman getting the belt. I could see Samoa Joe getting the belt. I could see Braun getting the belt. So I like matches like that where I'm going to kind of be – I don't – have it predicted like some matches are so easy to predict a mile away yeah that one that one i don't um i think they're shaping up this SummerSlam to be really really nice um looking really forward to seeing aj and kevin owens again yeah. i think finn and bray is going to be really great especially if finn bust out the demon which i expect him to yeah. you know um yeah, I mean, I, I think they're setting it up really, really nice. Uh, it's going to be a big one, four hours on the WWE Network. Um, we got TakeOver Brooklyn 3 the night before, which I'm super, super excited about. I'm yeah. really pulling for Drew McIntyre to become the NXT champ. I love Bobby Roode, but, man, I'm so happy that Drew McIntyre is back, and I hope that he gets his moment um, on Saturday. So, yeah, yeah, it's some big stuff going down. Yeah, I'm telling that one because um, I'm a big fan of Bobby Roode, but... Drew, like me, is a Scotsman, so I have to support him. Uh, <laughs> Drew so, is on fire, dude. I mean, yeah, that guy, he, talk about someone that's improved 50 times over. Uh, it's, it's Drew, man. Drew, I was pulling for that guy before he got released, you know, and yeah. I'm so happy to see, you know, he left for the, you know, couple years and he went all over the world and he did Evolve and, you know, and he went to TNA and he just honed his craft, man, and I was just so glad to see him come back and if you listen to the guy do any interviews right now, like he specifically asked to go to NXT. I mean, that's a guy that yeah. came, could have come back and went straight to Raw or SmackDown, but he said, you know, he knows the value of NXT, he knows like the value of the talent down there, and he really wants to be the face of the brand. And I hope that after he wins the title Saturday, he'll get an opportunity to do that. But I'm so excited for the future for Drew because that's a main event dude right there, man, that I can't yeah. wait to see back up on the main roster. Yeah, I mean, I think with TakeOver as well, there's that match. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, Asuka against Ember Moon again. Yes, I think uh, it's time Asuka drops that belt. It's been yeah. years of undefeatedness. Yeah. And if there's only if there's one female that could do it, it's definitely Ember Moon. I thought when they fought a couple months back, Ember was going to do it then. She didn't. And Asuka's just been on a whole nother level. But you got to get to a point, man. We got to mix it up. We got to get somebody else that belt. And I think it's time Asuka moves on up the chain. So yeah. I think Ember's going to take it. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's that much, and um, I think I've tried a few ones. I mean, I don't give a fuck about Bray Wyatt anymore, but I'm looking forward to see how he does against Finn. Yes. All that stuff. Um, so, the only thing that pisses me off about that four way is that it should be a five way. I think Finn should be in there, man. You know, yeah. uh, a year ago at SummerSlam, he's becoming the first ever Universal Champ. You know, he gets hurt. And he still really hasn't had his opportunity for a rematch. And what the hell is that about? Yeah. It actually drives me really crazy that he has not gotten uh, an actual rematch fair and square for the belt. So I think, uh, you know, he should be in that title picture um, like they started to do a couple months ago with Extreme Rules when they were all fighting for the number one contendership. Yeah. And he was at least involved in that. And his promos were saying, I got to get my belt back and all that stuff. And I'm like, because I want Finn to be back on top of the mountain, man. I don't want that to be this one-time fluke and they just yeah. never put him back in that main event scene. It's time he gets back into the title picture. Um, you know, hopefully he'll he'll get that opportunity soon. Yeah, sure. Okay, um, so... Uh, don't talk very much. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? 
Well, you can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega. Uh, like you said at the top of the show, I host a weekly entertainment podcast. It's all about TVs and movies and reviews, and uh, it's a really great one out there. It's called Am I on the Air? So please check that out if you haven't. It's amiontheair.com. You can follow on Twitter at Am I on the Air. Got a brand new episode up that just dropped earlier today, so check that one out if you haven't. And um, Thanks for having me on, man. Always love doing this with you. Yeah, and as for me, uh, my main blog is on uh, blogspotters, northernwestern.blogspot.com. Um, I have just moved the podcast over to SoundCloud, so check that out. That is at soundcloud.com slash northernwestern, all one word. Um, so, thanks for having me on, and um, for everyone else, thank you for listening, and goodbye.